welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Hey there, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching the Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. I'm Laura Forehand. I'm here with my amazing partner in crime, co-host, best friend, Rhonda. How are you? Hello, everybody. Fine. I'm Rhonda Earl. Glad to be here today. And we are thrilled to continue our conversation with the impeccable Coach B. We've been talking about self-care for teachers of beloved rascals. And our first conversation was on the four thought um, thoughts that we could have. Um, our second conversation was about deep red thoughts and how they cycle. And it's easy to spiral as a teacher with those thoughts. If you haven't heard these two conversations, go back to episodes 57 and 58 to hear all the wisdom coach has to share with us. Welcome back coach. So happy to be here. My dear friends, are you ready to roll? Ready to roll. Ready. <laughs> all right. So what we're doing is we're designing a therapy for a much um, overlooked group. That's all our colleagues out there who teach beloved rascals. So we've spent years designing strategies to help kids who who have special problems and, and remarkable energy. But let's just think about What's can we pass through our brains on our way home from work after a tough day? Um, you don't have time perhaps to see a therapist. Journaling is a good idea. So let's just think of that as a little niche therapy designed express, especially for uh, teachers of beloved rascals. So Laura, you had a drive home today, just cards on the table. How was your day with your beloved rascal? And we'll call him Johnny. Okay. Well, you know, today was a fairly good day, but there were some issues with Johnny. There are issues probably every day with Johnny. So, you know, I've probably had some definite red thoughts about Johnny today. All right. Let's, As we proceed forward, we're going to just kind of revise and polish this as we go. Um, Let's say there's four kinds of thoughts. We call one a deep red thought. I think it's more dramatic and precise to call the the toughest thought to bear is a dark red thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we have red thoughts, which we're going to talk about today, and green thoughts and golden thoughts. So... Uh, Rhonda, the key with a dark red thought 
is you're making massive false generalizations. You had a bad day with Johnny. I call him Wild Jack. You had a bad day. And when you think about the past with our dear friend, you feel like you've made no progress. That's a massive dark red thought. Rhonda, can you relate to that dark red thought about a beloved rascal? I absolutely can, because it's that frustration where you feel like there's no hope. Yes. Uh, so with dark red thoughts, as we talked about last time, you look into the past, no progress. You look at today, total disaster. And you look at the future and you say, no hope. That's a dark red cycling set of ideas that are false. If you just think about them a little bit, as we did last time, you'll see each of those is an error. And this is the key insight of cognitive behavioral therapy, that so many of the thoughts that would cause us pain are really exaggerations and not true. Uh, Laura, let's just talk about red thoughts. Okay. Now, Laura, here's my first point. A dark red thought is a general generalization about all of the past, all of the present, all of the future. You can think of it as a dark red pit. Mm. A red thought is better, but it's still pretty unhappy. You're making false generalizations about the day. Okay. So you're thinking about the day, Laura. Okay. And you're making statements that are totally inclusive and completely negative. The nice thing is, is that you're not wiping out all of the future and all of the past. Explain the difference between a dark red thought and a red thought. Go, my friend. Yeah. So a dark red thought, I, you know, when you were describing it, it just, it feels like such a heavy weight because it encompasses the past, the present and the future as in, as if there's no hope whatsoever. But a, a red thought, even though it still can be draining and heavy, it's not as heavy and as draining because it's just talking about today. It's just talking about the day. Yes. Now, Laura, this is huge. The problem with our red thoughts is that they can become dark red thoughts. Mm. You could say, I had a terrible day with Johnny. That's a red thought. It's just mm -hmm. about this day, November 29th. But you can very easily slide down into the dark red pit and say, there's no hope for this kid. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop the slide into dark red darkness. Laura, explain the danger of red thoughts and how you can slide over and really making yourself feel miserable and hopeless, go ahead. Well, and I think that is the absolute key because it is so easy to slide from a from a red thought, just taking like just this very moment and what's happening in my classroom and making it into a dark red thought where it's just taken over, like there's just no hope for this kid. There's no hope for me as a teacher and et cetera. It just, it goes, and it goes so fast. It goes downhill yeah. fast. 
Yes, it goes downhill fast. You're right. And what we're saying is that identifying a thought as a red thought moves to a different part of your brain. That's the reasoning part. And when you're having the red thought or the dark red thought, you're in the emotional part of your brain. And it's to your benefit to be able to move from negative feelings to clear reasoning. Now, Rhonda, I remember years ago I was going to drive out to Cal State San Bernardino. I was going to help my brother-in-law with a math course that we're taking, and I was driving out in my truck, and I rolled over a bolt, and I blew out the tire. It seems so unjust. I'm on a goodwill mission, and I get a flat tire. Now, a red thought would be, this is so awful and upsetting. I've got to change the tire. I mean, come on. All I had to do was change the tire, but I blew it up. But then if I would have thought, Rhonda, nothing good ever happens to me, I've slid from the red to the dark red thought, and now I'm in the pit. Can you relate to what your coach is telling you, my dear Rhonda, about the slide from red to dark red? Oh, yes. I've been in that slide before, often. (laughs) We won't go into personal details, but I totally believe you. you. Now, Rhonda, I've listed in our script four red thoughts. And notice these are just about the day. Read the first one. I'll talk about it. And let's just go through each of those. So what's the first kind of red thought you can think about, Wild Jack? Wild Jack was out of control today. All right. Now, that's about Jack. And it's about today. And it is a generalization. But it's just about the day. Give me another red thought. Um, everything I tried failed. All right. First, you think a red thought about Jack, and now you're passing on to a red thought about you. And the generalization there is everything. You've got to be careful with words like everything mm. because they just don't stand up to logical analysis. Rhonda, you're doing great. Give me another red thought. My kids are totally frustrated. Yes. You think about the rascal, you think about you, you think about your class, and now you're thinking about your job. Give us a red thought about curriculum, girl. We're far from meeting our instructional goals. All right. Laura, you're in the trenches. Which of those four red thoughts occur to you most frequently? Well, we'll just call this kid Jack. Curry, you most frequently is Wild Jack. You know, I feel like the they almost go in order, Coach. Yeah. I, I really feel like it, it starts out where I'm kind of just talking about that particular beloved rascal and the day, but it it definitely then slides into all you know, me and my failure as a teacher. Um, then it bleeds over to the kids in my classroom. And then, yeah, absolutely. It starts going into where, 
you know, we're not going to meet our goals this year. Yeah. And if you dwell on those, Laura, you can turn each of those red thoughts into a dark red thought. Mm -hmm. Let's give you some practice. Let's say you think the red thought, Jack was out of control today. Make that a dark red thought. Go ahead, Laura. Okay. So the red thought is Jack was out of control today. The dark red thought would be that, you know, this has been a pattern all year and I really don't see it getting any better. Oh, that's a beauty. <laughs> pattern all year, dark red thought about the past. Prediction of the future, mm -hmm. it's not going to get any better. You know, there may not be enough fudge brownies in the world to make you feel better after that excellent dark red thought. Now, uh, Rhonda, give us the red thought number one, and we'll see what we can do about that. Give us that number one red thought again. Okay. While Jack was out of control all day. All right. Now, we're turning this into a game because we believe in the power of games. So, Laura, we imagine we can take a trip to Alpha Hawk Island. And Alpha Hawk Island is where all good things happen. And there's a cliff. And it's a wonderful cliff, Laura, because <laughs> it gives us a wisdom echo. Mm -hmm. So we're breaking the spiral. We're breaking the loop. We're putting this at the arm's distance of a chess game, a checker game, something that does not cook our brain. So, Laura, I'm going to imagine that I'm on Alpha Hawk Island and I call out to the Wisdom Cliff, Jack was out of control all day. And the Wisdom Cliff wisely answers me. Jack had three episodes in five hours. That's not even close to out of control all day. What do I do with the red thought? I speak the truth. It's not a happy truth, but it's so much better than thinking from morning to afternoon, the kid was bouncing off the walls. Right. I had three episodes with him, three more episodes than I want, but it is not true. And it pulls me down to think he's out of control all day. Explain, Laura, how much you love the Wisdom Echo. I really do love this. And and it's, oh gosh, when you were saying that, it was like, it's just like that breath of um, rationale, if you will. It's like in this dark red thought, this red thought that seems to be so, like you said, so general, right? So kind of, it, it, it takes from, you know, eight in the morning till three in the afternoon while Jack was horrible all day. But it, yeah. it forces you also to kind of look for those moments right. where while Jack was actually, you know, a pleasure to be around. Yes. Right? right. Yeah. All right, Rhonda, you're on Alpha Hawk Island Wisdom Cliff. I want mm -hmm. you to call out a red thought and then I'll be your wisdom echo. Call out red thought number two go everything i tried failed that's certainly a red thought now again we got this dangerous word ladies everything mm -hmm. you know what think through the day 
interaction by interaction, the kids smiled at you in the morning. Mm. And you know what? On the way out to recess, he gave you a little hug. And if you just think about it, you saw he was making a drawing that had a heart on it when he should have been reading. So it is not true that everything I tried failed. The wisdom echo would say, think through the day, lesson by lesson, interaction by interaction, and you'll see that you are not a total failure. Laura, it's now your opportunity to visit Alpha Hawk Island. Call out to the wisdom cliff another red thought. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my kids are totally frustrated. Yes. We're deeply concerned about the effect of beloved rascals on our kids. But listen, get serious, Laura. Think about the kids. You got two pretty sensitive kids, and some other kids may be a bit uneasy, but they got other things on their mind, normal kid things that they think about all day long. And you can't say that every kid all day was totally frustrated. They're frazzled. But Laura, the last thing you should do after a tough day is make it tougher with these wacky thoughts. <laughs> Explain how wacky red thoughts are. Yeah, they they definitely are. I see them as a, like this spiral, right? Yeah. They just keep us going down. And when you were talking, Coach, I was thinking, you know, one thing I have to ask myself when I have that red thought about all my kids are getting frustrated is, am I projecting my frustration oh, oh, oh. onto yeah. my students, right? Yeah. 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 That's a good easy. check for me. That's a good check yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda. Give us, you're at Wisdom Cliff, give us a red thought about your job. Go ahead. Hey, we're far from reaching our instructional goals. All right. My dear listeners, I know this thought is driving you cuckoo. But when you say we're far from meeting our instructional goals, I mean, part of this therapy is just get real. Who isn't far from meeting their instructional goals? We're in the COVIDian age. Everyone in the COVIDian age is far from meeting their instructional goals. That's just a fact of life. So if you put it on your shoulders, you are taking responsibility <laughs> for the spread of diseases that we've had a hard time controlling. Yeah, be realistic. I am far from meeting my instructional goals, but that isn't me. It's not my school, it's not my class. It's a situation I find myself in. I'm in a tornado, all right, but it isn't my fault and it isn't unique to me. Laura, talk to me about about your despair about meeting instructional goals and what you should be saying to yourself. Laura, get real. All right, coach, I'm going to get real. So yeah, I do have those thoughts like we're, we're far behind. We're not where I would like us to be as far as meeting our standards or our goals. But I also 
a thought that I also think is that what a great foundation I can build, right? If I take my time and, and give these kids what they need. So they may have come in. Cause like you said, we've had two years of COVID these kids have had crazy school years. And so they're coming in with not knowing um, or not having been exposed to as much as my past second grade classes. So we need to just take a step back, take a deep breath um, and try to get these kids, meet them where they're at and get them caught up to the best of our ability. But you're right. This, there's this situation that's out there that's out of our control. That's something we cannot control. If it's true that we're not meeting our instructional goals, the last thing you should be doing is driving home and thinking dark red and red thoughts, mm -hmm. period. Right. You know, the ship is sinking. We're all in lifeboats and we need to learn how to row. And we don't row by saying, oh no, the ship is sinking. Mm -hmm. What am I ever gonna do? Get your hands on the oars and start paddling. That's what we do. now. Rhonda, you're a sensitive person and you are gonna be shocked to hear my next statement. I'm gonna describe an instant cure to every dark red thought and every red thought at no cost to anyone, just free from Alpha Hawk Island, Rhonda, Explain how thrilled you are. We've got an instant cure to all the stuff we've been talking about. I can't wait to hear it. Let's hear it. All right, Laura, how about you? Are you thrilled? Are you thrilled for an instant I, cure? I'm on the edge of my seat. All right. Here's the deal, my friends. In whole brain teaching, we have something we call an alpha hawk. An alpha hawk is more than a role model. An alpha hawk is someone like our grand mother or Cesar Chavez or Martin Luther King or a relative who lives for others, those pure-hearted souls that we meet and that really show us the correct attitude towards life no matter what happens. In fact, Laura, if you think of your alpha hawk, especially if it's a senior citizen relative, they will tell you about days that will make these days seem like a Sunday picnic, okay? So they knew how to survive. Right. So here's what we're going to do as our instant cure. Laura, if you're walking through dark woods, look at your compass. That'll show you the way. Mm -hmm. If you're walking through dark thoughts, look at your moral compass, and that's the lesson of the Alpha Hawk, and that will show you the way. Explain to me, Laura, the difference between a physical compass, and how helpful it is, and a moral compass, which is infinitely more helpful, and it comes from the Alpha Hawk. Go ahead. Right. So if we're lost, if we can look to that compass, it will help show us the way. Um, but that moral compass is even more important. That's our alpha hawk. That's a person who is going to um, show us how to live for others. We can look to our alpha hawk, especially if it's somebody older than us. Like you said, we can look to them to see how they have 
persevered and maybe take a lesson out of their playbook, how they persevered during hard times. Um, and let that be our guide. Let that be our compass on how we can persevere through these tough times. All right. So let's take a look at the moral compass. Your moral compass has five settings, five directions. When you think about how you did today, Laura, I want you to imagine how your alpha hawk would grade your teaching. Very proud, proud, mixed, disappointed, or very disappointed. So it isn't about what Jack did. Mm. The moral compass is about how you reacted to Jack. Jack, you cannot control, but your alpha hawk taught you how to behave in a way that would make them very proud. The categories again are, would my alpha hawk look at my day today and how I reacted mm -hmm. and feel very proud, proud, mixed, disappointed, or very disappointed. And I'm going to say this at the top. It is a high and noble goal for you to have a tough day with kids and feel that your alpha hawk would be very proud of you. But that's where the highest goal should be. It should be up there in the stars, and that's what you're striving for. Mm -hmm. So, Laura, because you're in the classroom, how would your alpha hawk, the moral compass, how would your alpha hawk feel about how you did today with Wild Jack? So the first thing that came to my mind was proud. I, mm. I think my alpha hawk would have been proud um, there were some frustrations today, but I was able to have, you know, have that relationship with my beloved rascal rather than do any scolding, um, you know, which is a lot different from how I used to teach. So I, I would say my alpha hawk would be proud today. All right. Now, Rhonda, let's take it with one more wonderful step. You're driving home. You got a few blocks to go. You've been thinking through your thoughts and labeling them and identifying them and trying to avoid slipping into the red, dark red bit. Mm -hmm. The last thing we want to do in this game is say to ourselves, what kinds of thoughts could I have about my day that would make my alpha hawk very proud? And your thoughts can change and you know what your alpha hawk would love for you to think. So Rhonda, put yourself in the place before you retired, you're coming home after a tough day. What would make your alpha hawk very proud? So think like an alpha hawk. What would make your alpha hawk very proud for you to think about that tough day? Go girl. Okay, I think my alpha hawk would be proud that I had the patience with my beloved rascal and um, didn't let him frustrate me as much or set me off, I guess, where I reacted. Um, another one would probably be um, 
my Alpha Hawk is proud of me for the dedication that I have for the students in my classroom. So if you look at the beloved rascal from the Alpha Hawk's point of view, what are you thinking? Think about Wild Jack as your Alpha Hawk would think about Wild Jack. What's that feel like? Hmm. What do you say, Laura? I think that, I mean, I think like if I'm thinking about my alpha hawk, I I feel like my alpha hawk, which is my, my grandma is one of my alpha hawks, but I, I picture her like still being proud, loving, yeah. Yeah. loving wild Jack, you yeah. know, still, um, like just, just I, I just picture her as love, right? For this beloved rascal, even as wild as he's been, she would still have love for him. That's what Alpha Hawks do. They see the very best in everyone. Yeah, the Alpha Hawk has in-laws that are goofy, that are in and out of jail, that are causing people all kinds of chaos. But bottom line, they still love their wild Jack relative. They see the good in everyone, and that's a great feeling to have before you step in the door. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So let's just review. We've been saying that there's four kinds of thoughts, dark red, red, green, and golden. We've talked about dark red thoughts, which are generalizations about everything, past, present, and future, and to do with our beloved rascal. And we see red thoughts or generalizations about the day, but the danger is there that they slide into categorical statements about us. I'm a failure. Teaching's not for me. These kids are going to regret they ever knew me. You know, that's dark red. And then we've said, look, just identifying those thoughts requires a different part of your brain than feeling them. You move from your limbic emotional system to your prefrontal cortex. And then we said, we have a legacy from people who are models of how to live, people who live for others, and we inherit that legacy and we can duplicate their thought patterns and we can pass that legacy on to our kids. And that's the mind of the Alpha Hawk. And all these things we discover on Alpha Hawk Island by listening to the Wisdom Clip. So as a good teacher, I'm going to wrap this up. Rhonda, tell us one thing today that seems like it would be most useful to your teaching colleagues. And then Laura, you do the same. I would probably first say to, um, before we get into that part about the Alpha Hawks and what that Alpha Hawk would think about our day and what they would say to us, what they would be proud of. I think we always tend to focus in on the negative. And if we can flip that to that Alpha Hawk perspective, I think that would help us tremendously. Super. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I also like just how you're separating those dark red thoughts which are so general and seem so big and heavy um, and those red thoughts, which can still be heavy, but being aware of them, I think is going to be helpful 
to not slide down that, you know, slide into from the red thoughts to the dark red thoughts. So that was some really good information and distinguishing the two, but also kind of recognizing that before it gets to recognizing that red thought before it gets to the dark red thought. Okay. And I want to clarify too, real quick that on our previous podcast, we talked about a deep red thought, but now we're talking that now we've changed it to a dark red thought, but they're the same. Correct. Yes. And the two of you know me very well. And you know that this is the way my mind works. I start in one place and then I keep trying to improve. Yeah. I think that rewarding for kids for improvement is also a pretty good idea. So here's what's coming up. Um, Next time we'll talk about green thoughts. Laura, give me an ah, just with the idea that we could spend a whole half hour talking about green thoughts. Yes, I am looking forward to that, Coach. All right, super. Thank you so, so much, ladies. And Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. Ron and I are convinced that these conversations are going to help so many teachers. And honestly, we've already seen the feedback on our Facebook pages about how this is so timely and so needed right now for teachers. So we're so thankful that you are giving up your time to come on our podcast and just share all your wisdom with us. And we're really looking forward to continuing this series with you. In the meantime, we want to encourage our listeners to go to our website, which is www.wholebrainteaching.com for information about whole brain teaching. Um, Also check out our whole brain teaching official store for free whole brain teaching resources. Yes, Coach, thank you so much. Once again, this has been a joy to have you on the podcast. Um, Thank you for making this series possible because we know it's going to help so many teachers out there. Beloved rascals are just part of our job as teachers. In addition, we are thankful for all of you for liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with all your teacher friends and administrators. We are incredibly thankful for each of you. You are why we do what we do. And now, until next time, bye. Bye Bye-bye.